folks, you're very welcome along this uh, Monday evening to the LCC uh, Team Talk Match. Joe, delighted as always to have you with us, and delighted as always to have uh, Damien Harvey and Kevin Kelly join us for their expert analysis and points of view. And our special guest tonight, a man who has spent the entire weekend while others were celebrating, and he's been on his knees praying, uh, praying for doubles and sevens and all sorts, and he hasn't mentioned betting once. Dara Begley, Dara, good to have you with us. Dara's just disappeared. At which point he just disappeared. Well, maybe, maybe the prayers did work while we're waiting for Dara to come back. Gentlemen, lots to discuss, lots to look forward to. First of all, before we discuss, we need to look forward. Uh, I mentioned uh, a big weekend in Horton coming up, so uh, the first possible, the first leg of a possible double, Damien, with uh, the, the Horners of Dungallon. Yeah, Noel, you know the work that Dungallon and Horners have been doing over the last number of years. Um, they're coming into this game as favourites. Chatting to the Carrickmore, one or two Carrickmore sources in the last few days, and uh, they're confident that they have a better team than they had last year. So it was a close enough encounter, and it has been close enough encounter the last couple of years. Um, they reckon that they're better prepared this time around, um, and they're, they're, they, uh, they reckon they'll give Dungallon a bit of a game this time around. So we, we, well, we, we were there last year when we watched it, and I have to say it was probably one of the best Horton fans that I have seen in years. Carrick Moore pushed them all the way, in fact, almost. <coughs> but uh, fortunately, from, from Dungallon's point of view, they managed to get the, the win. But Carrick Moore will be certainly busting the gut to bring Benbird Cup back to Park Arrow. And uh, say we, we wish both well in their in their endeavours there. Dara Begley has just arrived back. And uh, I don't know what happened there, Dara, whether it was that the, the hairdresser called you in. Uh, just the wee back connection there, just... Uh, it seems to be not, not working particularly well, but we will continue. You can jump on and out, not literally, but metaphorically, as I say, uh, as, as it suits for, for the time being. Well, I mentioned the uh, hairdresser. I'm just having a wee issue there with internet, just... Uh, but you, you, you have no incident or no uh, issues with the hairdressers. I mean, a lot, a lot of talk made about footballers now when they go to a, a county semi-final or a county final. The first thing you look about is their hair, and the second thing you look about is the colour of their boots. And I'm looking at Mr. Harvey, Mr. Kelly, and myself, and we wouldn't have to worry about any of those things. No, well, I would be in the same boat too. No, yeah, I'm sort of, I'm trying to hang on the wee bit I do have here. That's a very, very good impersonation of Ralph Coates, by the way. Some of you may know who Ralph Coates was. But uh, anyway, Dara, first of all, congratulations. I played for Spurs. Yes, on Burnley many, many years ago. Uh, Dara, I, just thought, uh, I just thought, by the way, it was fitted into that frame that was behind him there, that uh, she's Tom Clark's right, looking ready for good for his age, you know? <laughs> I have to say, I actually thought, when we were joking earlier about uh, praying, on his head, I thought the halo had appeared just behind him, Kevin. Hi, <laughs> well, well listen. I'm, I'm sitting in my wee man cave here just in the house, so hell. And I see it's painted in uh, Dungallon Clark's colours. It is indeed, oh, ah, yeah. And a badge up in the background there. <laughs> hard to beat, hard to yeah. beat. Well, listen, I suppose the first thing we need to start with was what a weekend of football, what a weekend of entertainment. Uh, what a, just, it was just incredible, the, the, the positivity that surrounds not just your victory, but the entire weekend and the positivity of, of the, the, and the, the positive view that Drone GA has been held in following this weekend's uh, action. Oh, absolutely. It had been highlighted on national TV, and then the quality of the football was just immense. Like, you know, and to hear Pat Spillane talking about our local club men is just, it's just crazy. Like, you know, it's yeah, well, stuff it's and It's good to have them talk to them without uh, berating them, deriding them, and, and describing them as, as, as uh, 
never say they spared. And I alluded to it on, at the time on Saturday night. I have to say the Clark supporters, to the man or woman on, on that side of the stand, like they, they, they never sat down the whole time during extra time. And, you know, the, the Clarks come over in the huddle after Cian McGillney had got that goal. And, you know, all you could hear them, the, the supporters shouting, come on, boys, you have done this before. You can do it again. You know, three points down, as Damien said, but a deflated manager team, you know, just on the stroke of, of half time and extra time. But ironically, Eric, that, was, that proved to be Eric and Cian's last score. And, you know, you said how close the game was that Dungannon were going to need, you know, a goal to get back, to get back into it. But to, to win the second half, four points to, not, to none. To get in for four points in a tight encounter is testament to this Dungannon team and the way they don't panic. And, of course, the strength and depth. Like, you know, five, I think the bench provided now five points on Saturday night. And, that's been crucial in their run so far. Yeah, Jimmy, I was just going to say there that uh, uh, the, the spirit of the team, the fitness level is absolutely top quality and the skill level. But the bench was so, so important. And not been critical of Eric O'Kane because Eric O'Kane contributed massively to what was a brilliant occasion at a super game. But in terms of contributions, Kevin said five points, I think it was, came from the bench. But they did so much more. They brought energy, they brought increased intensity to the game. And that bench proved hugely significant in the final outcome. Definitely did, Noel. They, you could see what they were bringing in. Um, Jack Stephen Morgan coming in just to add strength into that forward line. Um, bringing on Patrick Quinn as well. They had a lot of, they had a lot of options. But well, I have to say I was hugely, hugely impressed by the, the management uh, on, on the, uh, the Dungannon line. There was very little signs of panic. There was just introducing just more and more power uh, as the game went on. Uh, and I say those two guys in particular. I saw Patrick Quinn come on, cause a lot of damage um, in terms of he's just a, he's just a tricky man to get to get the grips with. Um, uh, you know, I thought uh, the, I thought both Jones has actually contributed very very well throughout the game. Um, but like bringing in, bringing on Kiefer Morgan, I said added more power to the to the team as well. And you know, bring Kevin Barker and guys that got there. They, they, they all they all contributed. So it was a it, uh, but it was more the thing that impressed me so much was just uh, that was the 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 noose of the of the of the uh, the Dungannon management just the way they were able to just bring on players that they were, had an impact on the game and it was almost as if they had just calculated to, to just bring them on as and when required and that that uh, that definitely turned the tide. Just when you mentioned that, Damien, I'm sure you watch like myself lots of other sports. And things watch there were, were professional rugby and the big forwards uh, around the sort of the 50, 55, 58 minutes, they start to replace those guys in the front row and the, the guys who were doing all the marauding and all taking all the hits, fresh those or, or replace them with, with, with fresh legs. Uh, is, is there, maybe you don't want to give too much away, but is there a plan, is there a master plan that says, listen guys, look, we're going to bring... Um. No, I wouldn't say there's a set plan. It's just the fact is that the starting 15 are told to go out and just run, you know, just work for 40, 30, 40 minutes. And if you need replaced, there's backup there. Plus also the, the three or four lads that, that came on there, you know, when you're talking about Paddy Quinn, Kiefer Morgan, Tony Corrigan, like them three lads have 10 years senior experience. And, you know, inside, them boys are personally hurting that they're not starting. So, they're hungry to get on and show what they can they can do, you know. And and thankfully, this past three games, the, the three boys that came in and every game, Lap McCrory, Arbo, and there on Saturday evening, the, the three impacted the come in and scored that they have made an impact, which is what you want your subs to do. 
So Jim Gavin was famous for saying that he didn't necessarily want to start with his best team, he wanted to finish with his best team, you know, so. I know, I know most of the guys, uh, most of the, the eyes were on Kieran Barker, obviously Dara at the end, but there, was, there were rumours that you were running the line just ahead of that for to come on to save penalties, was that true? Uh, no, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have said I was that far up the packing order. Uh, I, I'd say Dara Martin would have, would, have, would have held his place there. It would have been a different story now getting a few buys on the pitch, you know, um, with a few couple of buys, like Sashi and Karen there would have got put on there because he's a good soccer player. And I'll say Dylan O'Hagan would probably get put back on, you know, because he had the soccer background. Remember, I suppose, Dara, like, aye, the question that Noel mentioned there, like, you know, a few years ago, and you'd have been playing when you were, were on the team, when you're in the squad, but when you're on the team, you were, you were sitting mid-table in Division 3, and it's um, it's been some turnaround, but you just haven't got there by luck. You know, it's, there's a lot of hard work involved, Dara. Oh, absolutely. Like, the, the journey that personally I've been on now, like, I started sort of playing senior nets in, in sort of 2008, 2009, when we were in junior football. And, and thankfully, you know, we came up through them, took three years, 09, 10, 11. We won the junior league in, in 12 and then pushed on, stayed a year in, in Division 2 and then 2014 came and, and we got the Intermediate uh, Championship. And that was great. Again, that was a, a team sort of coming through all together, building. And, and we got up into Division 1 in 2015. I think a wee bit of maybe just a bit of an experience sort of cost us that year. And then having to go back down for another she- season or two uh, and then getting up in the, the, the playoffs against Ahayar in there in, in 18 was, was, just, was just great for this, for this current squad coming through. Uh, looking back, as you mentioned, about 08 09, there were some dark days around the Clarks uh, at that time. Was there any one particular event or one particular person or group that decided, hey, listen, we're better than that. We just have to work harder. Um, well, yeah, I think it, the bonusry, when, when you look at the current team now, there was introduction of the likes of, of Patrick McNulty, Patrick Quinn, Davy Walsh. You know, that age group all sort of came through. Them boys were only out of minors that year. And they definitely say with the impetus for, for us getting getting going with the new injection of youth because the previous years we'd lost a lot of, of sort of club stalwarts that were sort of in their later years, you know. Uh, Audie just... mentioned when we spoke to him on, on uh, Saturday that uh, there was a huge part of an under-16 team that lost a final. I'm right in saying that, Kevin, was it, they mentioned they lost a final. I think even to Trulloch it was a great two under-16 a lot of those guys have come through and made us and have made a serious contribution to the the health of the club. Ah, oh, that's great. It's, look, it's it's you know the Clarks were always when, when we were when I was playing underage football, the Clarks were always the dominant force. And when it was East Tyrone, West Tyrone, they they were the team you had to beat, and many's a bad hammer we got from them. But I suppose for you know there was a while there maybe Dungannon. Uh, maybe let their, their their youth policy or their work with the youth maybe slip. And I know I know talking to a few of them a few years ago, they had to, had to reinvent themselves and they've done that in style. But as you mentioned there, already mentioned that Grade Two title. I think too, if I'm not mistaken, they made a beat um made a beat through more in a in a Grade Two final up at Gervahi. I mean, being at it, um, and they got they got good players out of that there. I think I think uh, Ray McNulty may have been playing that team. I'm not 100 percent sure, but you know, and even even the year after the Clarks won the Intermediate Championship, you know, uh, a lot of that current team there now would have been beaten in a, in a Grade One Minor Championship final by Moortown. 
yeah. in 2015 and, and then a couple of years ago they just more beat them in the same group of lads in an under-21 final. So, so this, yeah. this Dungannon team has come along and uh, there's, Dar- there's Dara's, the lads that Dara played with there. And then, as Dara said there, you have David Watson, Paddy McNulty, probably an all group. And then you have the Miners and then you have probably the, the um, couple of the Barkers below that. So this, this current squad is probably made up of probably four, four uh, groups of players. Was that right, Dara, or near enough? It would be, yeah, yeah. Actually, I was just thinking that before for for talking is this 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 is a amalgamation of of four crops of minor lads coming through, and they're all mates. Like to be honest with you, like there's about maybe if you'd put these boys in a room, like there's about eighteen or twenty, and they're all just one click, you know, and they're playing for each other, they're playing with each other. It's just it's just sort of in, in harmony, you know, because as they've come up through the ranks, they've won through the ranks at. at at all levels, you know, so the, the sort of winning mentality is within the squad, you know. Just when you mentioned the winning mentality, there, I mean, it's something that you admire, and you know, in any sport, you watch the great teams. We've all seen the, the Jordan stuff was on the summer, and different different sports, how, how guys develop a winning mentality. And the Clarks have shown in those three championship games that never say die. They just they didn't know when they're beating them. And to come from three points down, like they did against uh, Eagle, and to hold Eagle scoreless. In that final part of, of extra time, <laughs> the, the, the courage, that self belief, you know, was it any doubt when you when you broke from the huddle at, at half time and started the second half in, in extra time that you were going to win that match? Was it any doubt at all? Um, I, I think to be honest with you, within within the current squad, we've no doubts. Like you know, we sort of have the the, the attitude that we're good enough to beat anybody who's put in front of us. You know. It's just a matter of us turning up, and if we do with Cully and Terry and Ralph tell us what to do, it, it should all work out on the day, you know. And, and you know, the, the sort of the buzzword there for last week for Sunday Friday was was relentless. You know, just be relentless. And that's if you look at the, you know, if you look at Ryan Jones, Daly Jones, like them boys had to be carried off the field. They just they literally left it on the field, you know. And and thankfully, the, the lads are just that hungry. It, it's just you know. It's just amazing that the energy and the hunger levels of this crowd, this squad, want to do and want to win. You know, yeah, you talk about you talk about intensity levels and hunger and, and leader on the field. I suppose Damien, nobody does that better. Nobody, you know, demonstrates those skills, characters, and qualities better than young Mark McKerney for such a small, you know, lad. What he brings to 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 I mean, he gives much more than just himself, doesn't he? Uh, and he's playing in a position, Noel, that he's heartbeat of that defence in terms of carrying the ball out of that defence. He's always going to outlet pass. He's so so comfortable on the ball, and it's it's great having that sort of ball player that can carry a, you know the defence into attack. Um, but when you look at this Tungyanan team, Noel, it was pointed out to me. I think Ryan Daly actually pointed out to me the other night. There's two under twenty, thrown under twenty start or men that can't make that can't make the starting team here. You know, so that's the quality of what you have on that bench. Um, and when you look at that, you know. Tungyanan aren't to be, they're not to be taken for, for granted. And I think when you look back, and you know, we haven't really spoken much about what Eric Kieran did on the night. Um, you get the feeling there's one or two Argyll players just thought, that's, we're just going to roll these guys over. And that's, we're going to take care of the business here and we're going to get it back into our county final again. But it wasn't to be. And that was down to the hard work and the tenacity of this Tungyanan side. And not to mention the quality on, on the St. Gannon, of the St. squad as well. Um, just when the heat came on, 
they the Dungannon men were to the fore and Argyll just didn't have the same firepower up front um, near the end and that's that's ultimately what cost them. Interesting thing, interesting points that you make, but funny I remember Mickey Hart saying one time after an all Ireland final that it's a funny how when the team wins it, all the decisions they did and all the things that they tried worked and it was all positive, whereas the team that lost it was A, B, C and D and Renault leaders and so on. How many men, and it'd be interesting to hear your comment on this, Kevin, because I know when I looked at half time and extra time, when Kieran McGinley struck that ball in the net, I closed my book and said, that, well, that's that over. I honestly believe the game was over. And I'll be honest, I mean, I don't think there were too many men outside the Dungannon group, click, call it what you like, who really felt they were going to come back from this one because this looked like a bridge too far. Three points down, Kieran McGinley on, point, uh, going to the point, looking sharp. And half time and extra time, didn't it? There weren't too many people who were saying... Yeah, but you get the feeling, though, a good, you know, a really good Argyll Kieran team firing all cinders would have would have just driven it on home in the second half. You know, they'd have, they'd have seized the initiative. They were three points up. The goal, I have to say, was quite fortuitous. Came came from a turnover ball that, you know, Dungannon gifted them the ball in the middle mm-hmm. of the field and they went in for the goal. Um, it was against their own play, though, and, you know... A really good team would, would have put would, would have tried to put them down away at that stage. That's the nature of Gaelic football, and Ergo were doing their best to do it. The, the mistake they made, I, I felt, was and Kevin can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they kicked a couple of very very scoreable chances into the goalkeeper's hands. There was one disputed point. I think Pretty Hart had a shot, and there was all sorts of arguments about whether it was a point or whether it wasn't. I, I think maybe we've been a bit harsh and a bit hard on Ergo here. In terms of that, I think the. the, the it's what you have to understand as well from an Eric point of view. The Poshmark and Anley was injured all, you know, he just he was right for the year. They're very, very unlucky with where Derek Calvin. They, they, you take two of a real sharp forward out of that, out of that uh, attack, and they are going to be, they are going to be, are going to be struggling. And you had a Dungan side absolutely filled with a certain belief that they were going to get the fail, and that's what happened. Oh, well, absolutely. And I think it did make a difference. Uh, no, and I think the one the one word that we haven't mentioned about this Dungannon team is composure. Um, you know, the, the, the game against Lock McCrory up in Galway and the game against Darbo in, in Aiden Dark both followed very similar patterns. There were two points down in each game and uh, their second and last point in each game were scoreable frees. And, you know, both games were an injury time when they got them scoreable frees, but Paul Donahue just knocked both of them over. This, this was Dungannon team right, thought, right, we're going to get now a chance here. You know, when Paul Downey hit on free in, in Galway on day, like, time was virtually up. There were two points behind, but he, you know, maybe another team would have lobbed it into the box looking for a goal, put it over the bar, and you know, I'd say by his own admission, big big party, uh, an inspirational leader in that Clark's team, hadn't his best game that day in Galway, but when they needed him with that last score, you know, uh, you know, you can play the ball about it and that, but somebody has to have a shot at the end of the day and. Um, and Potty McNulty, I thought, showed unbelievable leadership to, to seize the initiative that day and, and, and hit that equaliser, which, which broke. It broke Lock McCrory, and the, and the Clarks just continued on in, in, in extra time. And then again, down in, in, in Aiden Dark there in the, in the quarter final against Arbo, again, a similar situation. I think the Arbo keeper maybe was, was blew up for, for over carrying the ball, and, and again, deep into injury time, and, and you know, there's no. Uh, talk of, of dropping this ball in. Look, we've, we've got a minute or whatever. You go back to the basketball there, the shot clock or whatever. A minute left. It's a long time. Paul Donny knocked it over, and I was down along that sideline uh, beside the Clark's bench, and there was there was Clark's lost the ball, went out over the line, and there was water bottles being kicked, and you just thought, 
this game's over. But Nistrin Gannon team just felt that they would get a chance. And, and again, it came up to Danny. He had an unbelievable equaliser from out in the right wing. And, and again, if he hadn't have popped over the free before that, well, that point would have counted for nothing. So, you know, it comes down to composure again. Um, as you say, Eric and Cairn were played their part in, in a cracking game of football. And when Cairn McGinley got that goal, you know, it would have been a hammer blow to, to most teams. But uh, as I say, to come out in the second half, in a real tight game because there's not many scores apart from maybe Kelly Clacher and, and, and Philip. Most uh, games that went to extra time and thrown this year have been very easy in extra time. To, but to, to come out and throw caution to win and you know four points in ten minutes when when things are that tight and you know loss of a ball could mean mean you losing the game. But like yeah. to, hit, to hit three points to even get to within a chance of winning it. Uh, but again, go back to you know Barker. His strike was was just was just Hollywood stuff, and um, it's heartbreaking for Eric McKean, But what a way to win it for Dungannon! Absolutely. Dara, the the transfer fee for Paul Donaghy from uh, Eden Dark to uh, Dungannon was it uh, six figures or bigger? No, it, it was just a, a general uh, persuasion to come and play with mates, and then maybe I might have mentioned that you know the. Make me too much expense for getting the gear sorted out for him, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't be, wouldn't be charging him for a bit of, uh, you know, team gear to get him get him kitted out, you know. Yeah, I suppose you could have introduced something a sliding scale of scores. You know, I'll tell you what, Paul, you hit fourteen points some Sunday. We'll give you a, a, a track oh, absolutely, but uh, performance bonuses, yeah, exactly right. Exactly. Shot of the day. Uh, I, I, no, but to honestly, like get, getting Paul in this year ha, ha, has just been. Just it's been something different. Like he's, uh, he's just something different. He, he he's he's left footed. He's right footed. He he can feel the ball. He can tackle the ball. He, he's just your all round sort of attacking attacking footballer, and he has the hunger for it. And we're just glad we have him. It's great. Well, right. I haven't said that, but you know, you can do lazy analysis too, and anybody that hasn't seen. The game, I've seen them all. You know, like Paul Donahue, an unbelievable performance against Arabo, 14 points. And of course, he went into the game last Saturday night with a massive axe on his back. But, you know, I think it was five out of the first six points or six out of the first seven points for Dungannon were all scored by different players. I think Dungannon's first six points were five different, you know, so that, you know, I think by Paul's own admission, it took him a wee while to get into the game and he'd missed a couple of chances. But like the Clark's big party went through and banged one over, Daly Jones banged one over. You know, there was our boys picked up the um, mantle when, when when Paul wasn't firing all cylinders. I say there was enormous pressure on him coming into that game after scoring what he did score. But I say I think it's important to note that 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 after Yellen's first six six their first six points in the first half, there were five different scores, which which shows um a threat right across the board now. Yeah, no question of that. And I was actually going to make that point there that uh, Paul Donahue, by his own admission, probably didn't have the best of first halves. He missed a couple of chances, but he he, he grew into the game. There's no doubt he was getting quite a bit of attention. Top forward, he has got to be marked. And I mean, if you're a defender, you're going to try everything you possibly can to take him out. But as the game went on, he grew and grew in confidence, and the contribution before the end was absolutely top class. Uh, absolutely, like like you know, you're talking there last week. He scored 14 points. And then people are saying, you know, oh, that's a one-off. But they end up turning around and then scoring on nine points, you know, a week later. And as you say, I think it may have been maybe the overall the whole team because it was 
you know, the spotlight was on it. It's inexperience of maybe being in the semi-final under the lights with the cameras. You know, it maybe took us a wee 10 or 15 minutes to get bedded in and, and to realise, you know, that we're not out of our depth, you know. And, you know, I think that, as you say, Paul grew into the game. I think there's a few other boys grew into the game as well. And then, as you say, when the subs came in, you know, they made an impact, you know, later in the game when, when the whole thing had settled down. Uh, Damien, we've seen Paddy, Paddy Quinn. I mean, we know the contribution Paddy Quinn made when he came on. I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was a, a major focal point for, for the attack because he could go long if he needed to. He, he can win the ball out in front. He can win the ball high. He'll battle and he can also swing it over as, as he showed. Uh, but but the introduction of him, uh, he's one of these players, Damien, that, that falls between two students insofar as he's now starting club footballer. But for some reason, he just doesn't make us a county player. Is that, is that a fair comment? Probably back to that junior junior team debate again. No, that sort of stepping stone. Where do you, you know where where where's his opportunity now? You know to go and play at county level, um, either take that huge leap forward to play on on a senior county team, or or you're or you're nothing. And we've seen this actually a load of what I would say maybe good junior club footballers that just never seen. You, nobody ever sees them, but they're outstanding players that you don't see. You know, at that middle level or pushing towards a county team, but you just the, the slip off a minor team or an under twenty team, you never see them again. You know they're playing with their clubs and they they're playing junior for years and years and and, and but that's the bit for another day. Well, tell me, Stephen, do you think that Dungannon are a better team because none of their players have the, the added distraction uh, of county football, or is it uh, just that they they probably know that they are where they are? They will certainly get the notice. I think you've got. I think it's what Dara's mentioned earlier on. You've got a crop of players who are used to playing with each other. They're used to winning games. They're at underage level. They're used to beating the Irish here into this world and the Dremors and, and championship games and club on underage games. And they've got that winning mentality, and that's that's hard to beat. And you know, you saw that with the you know the the performance maybe of David Walsh. You know, coming off the last game against against Arbo and Shane McGuigan into full four. David Walsh giving all sorts of trouble. I thought he was excellent the other night as as well again. Um, so these you know, these young fellas, they're just they're brimming with confidence because they're coming off under the age teams that are successful. Yeah, no question about that. Dara, I was just thinking there, uh, whenever I was working back in the day, uh, I used to see not dread Monday mornings, but I was never that wild fond of them, you know. But I would say this must have been a Monday morning when you were really looking forward to going to work, opening up the shop, first hot coffee, and millions of customers laying out to buy Clark's gear. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like the, the the first phone call this morning was for Clark's flags, you know, uh, and I think that'll be the the case going forward now for the next two or three days, uh, and at least the next week, people will be getting the flags up, the bunting out, they're looking their Clark's jerseys, whereas to go to the to go to the match with an elusive ticket or to get ready for the high stool, you know. So it's it's just going to be like the build up and the, the banter around the town so far for the first sort of twenty four hours of. The working week has just been amazing. Every man you talk to, stopping you, congratulating you, and saying you hope you do it, hope you get over the line, you know. I can guarantee Kevin Kelly will have a a, a match ticket and a high stool for when it comes to championship finals. And I'll tell you what, I mean, I'll, I know, I know, up around this road, I know houses where there's definitely be two Clark flags flying from as uh, Patrick Kelly's and, and Jack Allen's. Two, two, oh, Nuts, and I think for 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 this uh, for the build up to this year, I think we'll we'll give them a fool's pardon. Well, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the flags, and also for those who are so inclined, I'm also looking forward to the flags 
So anybody who wants to buy the flags or flags are more than welcome in Begley Sports Star. Was there any other semi-finals on this weekend? Was there? Was there? <laughs> I think we, we would need we would need to talk. <laughs> just before we, we 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 leave or not leave you, but um, were you surprised at the Tulloch uh, Colin result? Uh, personally, yes, because I, I I genuinely thought. You know, knowing the claim is a wee bit more intimate, you know, from being in there to the shop. You know, I, I thought they were the better, maybe, football inside over the 15. Um, but then, obviously, Tillich's experience and, you know, their, their four or five county men came to the four there on, on Saturday evening. Like, uh, the Tillich, the end of the Tillich game was just brilliant, the way they controlled it. You know, and unfortunately, just claim came up a bit short. Um but look, it's it's one of the things. It's on the day, you know. You could think they're going to win, we're going to win, um, and so like just get over the line. Yeah, Damien, you watch that game closely. You've analysed it. You've talked it. You've, you've discussed it. You've listened to various views on it. Explain to us how it was that such a hotly fancied team like Collingwood, who was blessed with talent and uh, and the buttons, came up short against Tulloch, who were coming to that team with a few walking wounded. Yeah, absolutely. I'd just like to welcome the Gallagher's to the show because they've just probably switched off for the first 15 minutes talking about Dungannon. But anyway, um, no, I, I, you know, I have to say, really, really impressed with Trinic's third quarter. You know, they come out straight after the break and I thought their pace, their power, the precision of their passing um, was outstanding. Um, and you look around the colliding team and you think, you know, that was one of the things that would impress us so much in the league was, their, was, their, was how quick they transitioned out of defence into, into attack. And particularly, you know, the, the influence of Peter Hearn and um, Bailey Leonard and coming out of that defence at 100 mile an hour. But they just didn't get that game going. And, you know, Damien O'Hagan has sort of, he's, he mentioned it before to us, even in a, you know, he said, look, we haven't been firing. They, haven't been, they didn't fire in the championship this year. Um, I thought they were very good in the first half, but when it came to the crunch in the, in the third quarter, the young bucks from Trillick just showed their showed how quick they are at getting away, and you know they, they worked the goal brilliantly well. And once you work that goal in like that, you, you know there's not there's nothing that any goalkeeper can do about that. Um, just it was it was a, a great finish. The Jardies were so busy; I thought they were really the workload out of them. Um, Lee Brennan from play. I thought it was quite enough, but you know, he still got a he still got through a power of work. And that's Trillick side, you know, they're the real deal. You know, they they've they've come back and they've got back into a county final again and they're gonna cause trouble for Dungannon, but you know, Dungannon will be you know, that's that'll be good for another night of how that's gonna that's gonna go. But very impressed with Trillick. I think from Kalani's perspective, they'll feel that they've let this one go go away, there's no doubt about that. And then there's another year on some of those older players, and you got to ask questions of are they, have they got it in them within them to go go again? I know Kevin I was chatting to Kevin earlier on today. You know, are we going to see Paddy McNeese back out again? Are we going to see you know Val Kerr and these guys back at it again? I hope we do, but uh, it's going to be a big ask. Big ask, certainly. Probably Kane, I thought was magnificent. Yeah, absolutely. He was brilliant for Colin. Uh, in the championship run, and uh, if any man didn't deserve to be in the losing team, I thought him particularly. Kevin, we often use the phrase the sum of the parts, and uh, when we think of this Troy team, they are more than just the sum of the parts. They really are, you know, in terms of what the entire team gives. But also, they have leaders. We talked about leadership earlier, and they have leaders and key men. And, and I know different people. I talked to Matty Donnelly 
particularly after the, the Galbraith game where Conor Quinn did such a brilliant job on him. And some people said to me, oh, you know, maybe we've seen the best of Matty Donnelly. And I, who am I to argue? But I thought that on Saturday night, when leadership was required, when presence was required, when, when composure and control and all those other things, Matty Donnelly was head and shoulders above anything else in Healy Park. I was outstanding. Oh, look, I think they learned from that first game, maybe with a with the left Matty in, maybe for most a lot of the game, and and uh, he just maybe hadn't that sharpness to, to to get out in front and win win the ball. But like last weekend and last two games against Kelly Clarkhart as well, he was he was everywhere, and uh, what a man to have on the ball. You know, just talk about composure, just composure personified. And when he gets the ball, he doesn't do panic, and you can just see the Tillic team. You know, they're all on the move every time he gets the ball because he just he's the man that makes he's the quarterback. He, he's the man that makes this Tillic team tick. And you know, Tillic's movement off the ball there, the the Gardies, uh, you know, the Greys, uh, the Brennans, you know, even Packy McDonald there. Packard coming up from you know the amount of times he finished up up at corner forty, he was making these runs and they were un, un, unchecked. But it's just you know what I mean. You know he was making the runs. He, you know it was still taking somebody to go and have to watch him, and that created the space. And McMahon scored a mark on, on two outstanding points from play, and uh, he definitely he's he's back to his he's back to his full potential. He's he's playing very very well, and so this Tillich team. You know they've, they've they maybe stuttered at the, at the start, but the, the game against Kelly Clare, I think that I think they've just got battered as the championship has went on. Well, Kelly Clare had a couple of late chances, maybe to beat them in, in normal time and went to penalties. And you know, you know if you're a critic, you'd be thinking, oh, he will go again. Derry Gunley the year before, but you know they got through. It's an awful way as we talked about to decide it, but Tillich got the rub of the green in the penalty shootout and. Last weekend, you know, I think Colleen didn't play to their full potential, but you know, you have to give a lot of credit to Tillich. You know, Tillich, Tillich sat there, they went out and played their game, and uh, they executed the game plan. And you know, R- Richard Donnelly obviously he's not fully fit, but there's one thing he done. He, he probably knew he had one or two real good bursts of run, runs in him. He, he got the first point of the game, but I think he's run for the the goal in the opening seconds. The second half was the was the crucial score of the game, and you know. He just he just come through. I think it was Paddy Hampson, and he just sort of brushed Paddy out of the way, and then you know get in and go and have the presence of mind to, to flick flick the ball across for Simon Gardy to palm to the net, and and then on top of that for for Tillich, uh, hit over an hour two points at that stage, you know six points in it. It was a big ask even if Colleen were firing all centers, but again you have to give them credit. No, they took it back to the point. I think it was with Michael mm-hmm. McKernan. Um, there were six minutes of injury time and maybe in the second minute of it, he, I think he bounced the ball and it came off his foot and it skid away from him. And it was a big turning point. But again, this, this Tillich team don't do panic. You know, they won a, they won a Unreal Cup in, in 2015. And, you know, they, they've come back, they've integrated three or four young lads onto the team. Simon Gardy has come on to the team this year and they just fitted in seamlessly. And uh, they will just play, they all play for one another. Just a tip, typical Tillich team, like Tillich. Take live and, and die for the championship, and um, you know the bats here from from Dara's team there beat them in a, in a very convincing and intermediate final six years ago. But uh, it's you know if somebody had a told to like at the, at the end of that intermediate final that you know in two weeks less than two weeks time they were sixty minutes away from the third O'Neill Cup in six years they would have um, been saying to you you know you, you'd be going to the farm, but uh, you know definitely they have they have come back. And in many ways, they're, they're very, the Clarks, like the Clarks, that, that year, 
that Tillich got up and got 10 intermediate final and come up the hard way. They never lost a league game and uh, they were beating the championship final, but they come up through the playoffs. And as Dara alluded to there too, the Clarks dropped down and, and come up the hard way back to senior football and uh, you know two or three playoff games and they come through them all and they stood. And so it's got the makings of a, of a very county final and um, you know it's, it's going to be a hard one to call. Jamie, uh, it's bubbling along nicely, shall we say. The, uh, I'm just thinking that so like, uh, we saw several photographs of Nigel Cena and we've seen him in action. We've spoken to him. Kevin used the phrase there, Tully, don't do panic. They reflect the, 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 the coach's personality and how he views things very clearly. There's a fantastic photograph of him lying up against the rails just before the march started. You'd think he had any care in the world. He was, you know, head in the hand. He was lying up against. And essentially, that's the way to like operate there. Look, you know, they've got the players on the field that believe to deliver. There's no roaring and shouting across from the sideline onto the field. It's all very, very much going to deliver, boys. And uh, they trust the managers. The managers trust them. And you can see that trust, that relationship uh, uh, and how it's developed. And, you know, they're the kind of champions for a reason and they're to be respected. They're back in another final and, you know, Dungannon, when they come down from their high of one of the weekend, realise they've got a mountain to climb to beat this Australia team, no doubt. Yeah, and no matter what. Dara, just, just while Dara, in the build-up to the final, if, you, if the Trillic people are obviously listening tonight, will, will they be able to get their Trillic jerseys in Bigley's sports? <laughs> Well, unfortunately, no. We 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 don't deal with the club. Um, I think they they internally sell their own jerseys and all. But here, look, absolutely, we have no problem in uh, supplying anything to, to any of the local clubs. You know, I hear uh, things going well for you, Star, from the whole lockdown and that. Is I know you you uh, changed the whole website and everything, and I found uh, Christopher one day, and he seemed to th- things were going well for you. Yeah, yeah. No, thankfully, now yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, lockdown, the shop was closed and Christopher it was sort of the, the interest to, to, uh, to make a, a, a website and that got us going and uh, that was great. Um, but now, thankfully, we're back trading from the shop and the, uh, the public's out and about and the conference is there for the shoppers and we're, we're busy now with the, uh, the back-to-school PE kits and the boys coming in getting their gloves and their togs and socks for the championship, um, which will hopefully keep on continuing for us here for another two weeks. And then you never know that the county might start up again where not the supporters or not. Um, but there's there's always something something being done. And yeah, business is good, thank God. Good to hear that. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, I'm just thinking, we have had, I suppose the best part of maybe 48, 49 minutes uh, so far on the show. And we've really talked about only the senior, the senior football and, and, and that. And maybe if, if we get a chance, we'll, we'll come back and, and revisit because we've, we've got quite a bit of time yet. In the lead up to it, but we, we need to look at the two uh, intermediate games. And uh, once again, Kevin, uh, the Sunday evening game, what else is it about Sunday evenings in Throne GA? Because I remember going to Carrickmore a number of years ago, and Dramore played there, and there must have been seven or eight thousand at the match, and it was just a Sunday evening, it was an absolute brilliant occasion, brilliant game. And that tradition seems to have continued with this year's mm-hmm. challenge. Uh, the championship, I think we alluded to there last week or the week before, and mentioned uh, John McChrystal had said to me that uh, you know, he, he, he feels that, uh, and you'd have to say with the Throne Championship, you'd have to agree with him, he feels maybe the, the fact that the clubs are getting the full good of their players 
in the club championships first, whereas every other year it was the county and then the clubs were getting them. But it definitely looks as if it's it's, it's taken that whole. Every club is way in behind, even clubs that haven't got county players. And like the got game up in, in Newton Stewart yesterday, uh, Greencastle and Gorton had everything. You know, fantastic scores, brilliant defending, good goalkeeping, unbelievable passion along the line from from both sets of managers. And like that's what you'd expect. And a real keen rivalry there. And you know, very like the Clark game on 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 um, on Saturday night, um, an unbelievable uh, place kick to win it. Just when it looked as if we were going to penalties, and uh, Gorton uh, got over uh, Greencastle this year, supposed to get revenge for 12 months ago at the quarter final stage, and um, it'll be a good final as well. Him and him getting dark, yeah, absolutely. Well, Damien, of course, we travelled on up the road to uh, Clogher, and I have to say, our congratulations to Clogher Club, uh, all the clubs, but uh, for Clogher to, to hold that and stay that championship match that you did. Fabulous wee amphitheatre that it is. Super, super facilities. And what a game. It's just a goal fest, Jimmy. Yeah, I think, I think somebody mentioned about 15 minutes into the game that this was the most uncompetitive game of the, the week. I think it was a 13... Or was, Aiden Dark got off a fast start. There were 13, 11 or 13 points up in the opening sure. half. And, uh, well, they will not mention who, who mentioned the fact that this is seriously uncompetitive this year. And this is, you know, have they not read the script here? Uh, and then suddenly, bang, bang, a couple of uh, Tully Ray goals and the whole thing just breaks loose. And after, I think, with 17 minutes to go, or 17 minutes gone, so it was 8-18 that had been scored between the two teams. Um, it was, an, it was um, forget about the defensive football, it was, it was just, you score and we score, we score and we try and score more. Um, but, no, it was a, wasn't it a fabulous game of football? And, and much to the credit of Tully Ray, who a lesser team would have decided we just need to bail out of here at this stage because we're getting absolutely hammered here. Um, Aidan Dark won the game. I suppose they're, they're going in warm favourites, nothing to lose, but I'm sure Gartian will be looking at that game and thinking there's holes in this Aidan Dark defence and there's, there's things we can do here. Um, yeah. So the, the, you know, they'll go into that final as underdogs, but... Um, well, we know what you know. We know what underdogs can do. Yeah, no question. Well, I have to say, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a brilliant game of football. Great, uh, the competitiveness that Kevin mentioned earlier. It was everybody's competitive. It was any championship match I've seen. But the fact there were so many scores, the fact of such high quality, was end to end. It was just absolutely top of our stuff. And I suppose not too many people were surprised that Eden Dark uh, aged it. But I think you mentioned Damien Tyler to say great credit for their attitude. And not only that, but their skill level as well. Yeah, and you know the way the management kept them going. You know, Niall Keys was roaring at them up and down the line. Marty McNulty, boys, they got there. You know, they were really giving them, and they're and they're you know believe, believe, and Johnny Harkin running about. Come on, we can take, we can still take this. You know the, and you know they had they had, they had Eden Dark rattled with respect to four points at one stage. Eden Dark were on the on the on the rack, but you know the quality again there. You, you have the likes of Darren McCurry kicking scores. You have the, you know coming in there. Uh, you know Connor Mallon come up and kicked a couple of points. Like you have Niall Morgan, and I I think I described it as tapping over forty fives, and that's what he was doing. It was it you know you've got that quality and depth, but. It's it's making for another crack and intermediate final this year once again. And um, if anybody thinks you know, say Indoor are going to go in as favourites, but 
do not discount this garden he made it. Well, I think I've, uh, I missed them obviously on Sunday evening, but, uh, and the reason being was, of course, that the ladies' finals on as well with those briefly. But uh, to watch Gorton play and what they bring in terms of uh, energy and, and commitment, absolutely. I tell you what, Darren, if you could, if you could bottle the, the spirit that Gorton have <laughs> and sell it in the shop to GA teams, you'd make an absolute killing. Oh, absolutely, and, and and that's from experience too, from playing them. You know, anytime you go up to Gorton, you know, you have the the, the Keenans and you have the, you know, the McGarveys and all, and they just have that sort of small rural club attitude that you know they're never beat. And and, and again, I'd say look, they'll, they'll give Aidan Dark the fill of it. Absolutely, absolutely. Keenans, McCulloughs, McGarveys, and uh, Clarks, and that's you know, there's four names that have appeared in team sheets in Gorton for years and years and will continue to do so. But what a big, big, big performance from them. And well done to them and Eden Gorton getting through to the final. Of course, ladies football at the weekend, chaps. Well, you guys were all getting your hair done and combing yourselves and all the rest of us. Some of us were, some of us were running after the ladies, shall we say. But uh, congratulations some to... Some things never change, Noah. <laughs> well, my days are under long past, Gavin. The, uh, you, on... you and John Coyle looking at running after the ladies. Well, we often knew the story about the dog that chases after the bus. Even if he catches it, he's not going to drive it. But uh, the, the uh, Muirtown won the Junior B competition against Owen Rose. Well done to them. And Moy and Colin served up a cracker of a game yesterday. And again, another last-minute score. Yeah, um, I think Kieran Barker was the toast of Indian. I think Kieran McGee was, a, a, was, a, was the toast of Moy. Last-minute goal, I think. A last-second goal. Won that game against a very much fancy Kalenti. And a very disappointed Kalenti. I think Ron McSherry was devastated at losing us two years in a row. But you're right, Kevin McGee, uh, superb performance. And then, of course, the intermediate and the senior and intermediate tag more uh, comfortable owners over Eden Dark. But credit to both teams. A very, very entertaining game. And credit to the clubs that hosted the games because the facilities, as we have seen over the last number of years, just get better and better. It's a bit like the championship. But the game then, the big game, of course, was yesterday in Galbley. And Galbley Club, of course, put on all, pulled out all the stops. Fantastic performance from them. And the game itself, great game. But Eric O'Kearn just weren't uh, strong enough on the day. And McCartan's made it five in a row. Five in a row. But uh, McCartan's made it there five in a row. And uh, Ryan McMenamin was a very, very content man uh, following that one. Kevin, how do we finish off from that? Sorry, no. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. I said, how do we finish it off after such a busy, busy weekend of, of, of games and activities? Well, I don't know. Like you throw in there, then the youth football is, was, is going along nicely too. Under 16 championship on Thursday night, under 14 championship there on um, on Saturday. Uh, minor championships on the night. Uh, last, or no, sorry, minor legal. Last I heard that Cook's trying to McCrory was going to ask the team just to let Mr. Harvey know there. So, um, Listen, a lot of football, you know, this weekend coming up with, with Division One, Division Two games, whatever games go ahead, and obviously the Junior Championship starting as well. So, listen, we've a lot to keep us busy, and um, just to let Dara, well, Dara obviously won't be there, but we're, of course we've got the up for the final. We're going to have a, a night in McAleers, and uh, the fact that the Clarks and their, their nearest and dearest neighbours, Aidan Dark, are both in, in Championship finals, that should be a, a night worth come along to see as well and um, thanks to Connor and Justin and Sean Paul and Rosemary and Sean for the, for the invitation so 
that's a be a good night as well, Noel. That, that's coming up now Thursday week. Uh, that one's one to look forward to, and hopefully we get one organised too over in the in the west, as I say, and uh, to accommodate the Trillick and the Gorshin clubs as well. Could I just say, uh, while all that was taking place in the weekend, there was a small matter to Wisden Tee. Damien, your club, Cookstown, looked to have made a break and looked to be clear at the top. They're going to be through to the league decider, but the question is, who will they play? Who will they face? Because uh, Kildress have not the weekend. Kalisha are still in the running. So it could come down between Cookstown and Kildress, local derby, or Cookstown and Kalisha. Who do you fancy? Uh, can we just let us go, slip on through Division 2? Do you think ah. at this stage? Uh, 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 it, it wouldn't really matter at this stage. Well, we, you know who we probably don't want. Um, I think you can probably guess that one. But uh, there's a wee bit of a play for another. What's them splinters, Damien? There's a wee bit of a play for another section, there's no doubt. And, and the minor team actually won the night. They won it after extra time, four points. So uh, good good news on that side from, from Crookston's perspective as well. But um, yeah, and look, there's a full round of uh, junior championship games this weekend as well, Noel. Um, Clayshill up against Dramra. Glenelly play Cookstown. Escra up against Kildress, which should be a tasty one in the opening round of the championship there as well. Tessin Derrick up against Derek Kieran. Brackville go and uh, play Clannagale and Tally Ray on uh, Sunday afternoon. Drum Quinn play Killy Mann. Derry Tresk are up against Orney, which again should be another crack on Kai and Gerlachy. And it all finishes off on Monday evening in uh, Bungan Hurling Club this time under lights, where Kalyland. Go up against Bracca and Kill Island. They took their first points in the league the last weekend. So I wonder where Bracca showing uh, their hand or not on that one. Well, interesting, uh, interesting one that. But I just noticed that uh, yesterday when the results come through, Darius Gaffington, well done to to because uh, they're delighted that they, they managed to get the win, and that's the first one of the season. So well done to Kill Island Thursday. They're playing for the right reasons, and fair play them for doing so. But that it'll be interesting to see, Damien, what impact that has on the league fixture, which reminds me. Kevin, am I right in saying that Dungan Clarks play Eric McKeon this weekend in the league? Well, we need to ask Dar that one. I, I, I definitely, I would, I'd love the bookies to give me odds on that one. My, I would back that that game won't go ahead. But perhaps Dara can can uh, fill us in on that, which would be a pity because, you know, it's it's a top. Probably the winners of that game uh, would be in the in the driving seat to make the league final. So. Is Dara, is Dara going to yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I think with the fixtures released there, I think is, is this weekend um, reserve only at senior level? No, no, full full round. Is it a full round? Yeah, right. Well, then I would uh, you'd have to safely say now that uh, there'll be a few boys maybe getting bubble wrapped um, for, for two weeks time. You know, so uh, we'll have to maybe just bite the bullet on that one. But yeah, I'd say yeah. the, the, the bullet feel like you know. Uh, all this talk of the Clarks and O'Neill Cup and, you know, 56, 86, 94, all these dates, I think the O'Neill Cup will, will take precedence over over a, a league campaign, especially this year with the circumstances, you know. Interesting one that you mentioned about 86, uh, Dungallon were in their last senior county final, is that right? Yeah. 85, who was in the county final, 85, Kevin? Ahar um, and Gorton. Gorton, yeah, and Gorton are in this year's intermediate, and Dungallon are in the senior final. Interesting pair. Well, Noel, just a very boring fact here, but it, uh, it, uh, Dungallon and Trillick, that was a draw in the 86 final. 
and uh, we Shamrocks Shamrocks won the minor title on before the game was in Pomeroy, and the Clarks and Trillick drew, and there was three games on in Pomeroy that day. Galway played Greencastle in the quarter final in the junior championship. It also finished the draw, so the following week, Austin Greencastle was a court and raiser to the Clarks and Trillick um, county final uh, replay. So I remember, I remember that. I remember that Clarks team. I would, I would knew all them lads. So. What did you score that day, Kevin? The current squad of Clarks players like have to, I suppose like anybody gets the county final, you have to seize it. And that was a very good Clarks team back in 86, but they come up against a Philic team that were, were a very dogged team, like uh, household names, and, and a lot of them with right. three, four, five championship medals. So. Um, it's it's a it's a matter of trying to seize seize the initiative when it's there because I got I'm sure Darrell will be talking to that, that survivors that Clark's team like Terry Lachlan and Nate Tannis, he was only 24 and he was captain that team but you know, Don Yellen never got back you know them players never got a chance to um, I know where it says yeah. like we played we played in the county final in '97 and, and you know you think there's always next year it's like you know the '86 All Ireland final you always think there's next year That's right. you have to play for the present and I was going to say it's over 60 minutes, but Dunyan there, they usually play their games over 8 minutes. <laughs> well, we're nearly going 80 minutes tonight. Anyway, listen, Dara Begley, thank you very much for joining us tonight. We wish you continued success both in the on the field, in the sporting field, and of course in business as well. And send our best to all involved, the family and Brendan and everybody else. And Damien and Kevin, thank you very much for joining us this Monday night. Folks, that's the LCC sponsored TTM show for this week. We've lost to look forward to and keep your eye out because hopefully we'll be doing two of those we up for the finals between now and uh, next week. But congratulations to all those who had success in the weekend. Commiserations to those who come up short. But remember, things are looking good and the GA has never been stronger in Toronto.